Uh, look, we need to either get back down to the street or up to the castle. Since you can fly... I can't fly. I can only glide on currents of wind. Pour a bowl of cereal and turn on the TV. I'm watching my cartoons, please don't bother me. I could grow up tomorrow, pay the bills and be responsible. But today it just doesn't feel possible. Let's talk about life and death and everything between. Things that keep you up at night and idiosyncrasy. Public bathroom etiquette and matches we can't see. Girls needs to know where the nature of reality. Let's talk about life and death and everything between. Breakfast foods and bad times and cartoons on the TV. Breakfast foods and bad times and cartoons on the TV. Uh, so we should start with an update about Barfy. He's fine. He's doing but great. But he still sucks. <laughs> yeah, let's make it clear. Good news, St- bad news. Still a shitty talk. <laughs> Good news, Arfi is no longer spewing blood out of his butthole, but <laughs> bad news, he's still a dick. I like how last week we tried to, like, contain all the gross stuff, and then right away yeah. at the top of this week, you're just, like, spewing blood out of his butthole. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That is what happened multiple times. Uh, for anyone wondering, I asked the vets after he started to get better. I was like, can you put a label on, you know, what all this was? Can we call it something? Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, upset tummy. I had an upset tummy many, many times in my life. Not one of those was like uncontrollably bleeding to my anus. <laughs> Did you ever uh, have an, a $500 upset tummy? No, can't well, say that I have. He did I think, last week. I think I might just have a uh, like two thousand upset, two thousand dollar upset. Uh, that's probably the low end of it, maybe. Yeah. Well, the, we're not going to talk about the low end. She's not a dog. You don't just talk about a lady's low a end on the podcast. It was an upper GI, not a okay. colonoscopy. I meant the dollar amount. I know what you meant. Okay, got it. Sorry, but everyone. either way. It's kind of not either way. Of, only one way through the mouth. <laughs> either way, exit only at the back door. <laughs> well, either way, it's kind of butt, you know, having to pay for pay for medical care. It's yeah. kind of booty. It's very booty. Yeah. Well, no booty. Was booty good or bad? Booty bad. God, I'm such a shitty wrestling fan. I just <laughs> Wait, failed. so I that Destiny's bad. Child song is, no, is no. bootylicious about like something when, really bad happening? Okay, I am a gender here right now because when women say booty, it's good, but when men say booty, it's bad. That's what I've picked up. You're a gender. Which one are you? A gender, meaning non gender. You don't understand Latin prefixes. It, it means without gender. I don't know. I don't speak like, Latin. Like agnostic. Or atypical. Oh, it means having no gnostic. Okay. <laughs> Let me clarify. <clears throat> atheist. <laughs> like that one I understand. That one I understand. I can tell you that I don't have religious beliefs, but I've also never had a gnostic at any point in my lifetime. So well, don't well don't when you were a baby, you might have had a gnostic. <laughs> I think they do that when you're first born. <laughs> Uh, it was actually against my parents' religion for me to, to uh, have my gnostic removed. So do you have, yeah. like, wait, do you have, like, two foreskins? <laughs> wait, is a gnostic a foreskin in this scenario? I don't understand. I'm no, agnostic a, because I don't gnostic. have any foreskins. <laughs> um, there was one other thing I was going to say. About, oh, we got to talk about the ham shoot. The ham shoot? Yeah, Mike invented this. He had to get a lot of medicine. Like, they gave him, like, five different kinds of medicine. Arfie had medicine, not Mike. Yeah, <laughs> okay. and so, like... Wait, what? 
And, like, a lot of it would be difficult to give to him. You know, like, you can't hide it all in cheese. And one of Especially Mike. when you buy the... <laughs> we hide Mike's medicine yeah. in cheese. <laughs> and you also bought the chewable mint version of Pepsid, which is really hard to disguise I, for a dog. Mint is not a flavor dogs <laughs> I don't, tend to like. But the trick, you just wrap it all up in ham and drop it down his throat and he swallows it whole. Right. He doesn't even know this, he's taken, like, was Mike's two pills invention. and an antibiotic. <laughs> Mike, it was Mike's idea because he has one Ham parachute. His one medicine <laughs> that is liquid and it has to be inserted into his mouth via a syringe. And he likes to bite. Yeah, he's a biter. So we... Kinky. Yeah, so Mike came up with the idea of putting all the drugs together in one piece of deli ham. A cocktail. It's a drug cocktail. <laughs> and then just folding it up like a Chipotle sandwich. I mean, burrito. <laughs> and then just dropping it down his gullet. Do Mexicans Folding it up it a like sandwich? a Mexican sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that what it is? Like a burrito is just a Mexican sandwich? A hamburger is like an American burrito. <laughs> well, you know, Wait, burger the King. burrito. Yeah, burger King is just blurring the lines, people. Yeah. Hey, they've I think that's that's called line. appropriation, is what that's called. <laughs> cultural appropriation, you're right. Um, it's now cultural inappropriation. <laughs> a whopperino? What the fuck? You can't just put Edo on something. You know that means small, right? Like <laughs> Small whopper. Yeah, which is like an well, oxymoron. Then Chipotle is sort of abusing the term burrito also, because those are not small. But that that's not the same thing. That's not Ito. Yeah, I shouldn't. Yeah, that's, but see, that's a general, it's a what you, statement. What you just brought up about the suffix Ito, you know that that was brought up at some point in the Burger King boardroom. Someone was like, you guys know this just means small whopper, right? And they I were like, no, it doesn't matter. I don't think anyone in the Burger King boardroom brought that up. I'm just kidding. Wait, <laughs> is the Burger King boardroom like just the front half of a Burger King? No, it's... <laughs> No, it's like a throne. The king is there, of it's course. a throne room where the king is sitting. The king is there, but he's in like a pope bubble, right? Yeah. <laughs> like... He's uh, video conferencing from like some tropical island. That just, Vatican City. Just cre- <laughs> and he's just creepily smiling at everyone. You guys know how he the pope... He can't not smile. You guys it's know... very hard for him to express his disapproval with the board's decision. <laughs> You guys know how the Pope has a special room in the Vatican for the Burger King to live in. <laughs> yeah. I think I've heard of you, that. I think what you mean is the Burger King has a special room in the Vatican for the, the Pope, Pope to live in. Live in. Yeah, yeah. You know that smoke that they show whenever there's a new Pope? It's actually just... <laughs> yeah, they're just flame broiling some sweet whoppers in there. <laughs> he, he likes to get those grill marks on the communion wafers. Oh my god. <laughs> Body of Christ? <laughs> Body of Christ? Get that sweet flame-broiled taste. I have to say one more thing about ham shoots. My favorite part, because you guys came up with ham shoots while I was gone. Yeah. I came back and you introduced me yeah, to the it. ham parachute. Before I ever even learned how to make a ham shoot, you taught me, it's not even ham, it's just turkey that Mike mistakenly thought was ham. And we just, the name stuck. Yeah, it's a ham parachute now. But it's it's been turkey since the beginning. It's, it sounds like... A horrendous sex act you would read about on Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. Like, man, Ooh, I gave her we... a real ham parachute last night. I'm actually going to look that up because that might be a thing. If it is, it's because Mike uploaded a definition <laughs> and it's something having to do with stretching your oh, scrotum skin yeah. very large. Well, there's a, a drop-down mechanism. I would imagine it's like um, like a free-fall tea bag, Or maybe, maybe like quickly yanking on something to deploy something else. <laughs> like, uh... Like... 
Well, like I, a ripcord. Right. Yeah. For, for ham. <laughs> it's a ham ripcord that deploys a ham parachute. So you're... you're you're blowing the guy. Okay, so <laughs> right before he comes. Well, not don't say your. It's not I'm not blowing anybody. The royal you. Yeah. The royal you. <laughs> the okay. Burger King is blowing a guy. <laughs> he can't. His mouth is frozen in that creepy smile. Oh, he can do a lot of things yeah. with that mouth. He's jerking off a guy and right before he finishes, yanks the ball sack. That actually stops you from coming. He actually has like a packet of chicken fries he's just <laughs> shoving on someone's penis. Okay, what did you find? Um, so I searched for ham parachute in Urban Dictionary uh-huh. and I did not find anything but I did find... That um, means we'll be the first. Hold on. Oh, we should define it. We should. But I did find fart a seed which I'm going to look up right now. Fart a seed? It, it gives suggestions. So it's uh, the definition of fart a seed is to fart a little nugget of poop comes out. <laughs> Wait, so you typed in ham parachute in Urban Dictionary as, did you mean fart a seed? <laughs> Essentially. It said, yeah. actually, it did the, um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's that like pre-emoji like um, oh, yeah. hands on like who the shrugging the emoji. Yeah, like the shrug emoji. I have a serious emoji question for you, but yes. first I <laughs> I want to say that uh, if you fart a seed mm-hmm. and you plant it in the ground, does it grow into something? I mean, if there was another seed in there, your poo might fertilize it. Mm, yeah. No, let's presume that the seed you farted was fertilized. Like, was, I'm sorry, Like, was... perhaps you ate a watermelon seed, and then you farted a seed that had an actual literal seed. Right, mm. right. Ooh, would it be like, would you have to label it as genetically engineered? No, I think it's organic, actually. Is it organic? Okay. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's carbon-based. I, I sent Abby an emoji earlier today. It was a, a word emoji. Because I don't know how to actually send emojis. What word did you type? I just typed thumbs up emoji because that's what I know how to do. Okay, so I'm going to do a first for me right now. Let's add a word to Urban Dictionary, and that is ham parachute, right? What do you think it is? Okay, I'm going to type it in. Ham parachute? I think it's a free fall tea bag, like a tea bag where you start up top and you come down hard on the person's face with the tea bag. But there's no parachute. That's just a ham free fall. We're not flying. Yeah. <laughs> just your ball sack is just gliding on the currents of wind. Yeah, right. Obviously. At this point in the episode, no one thinks that's funny except no for us. Knows. But by the end you're gonna be Rachel, laughing. actually Rachel will think it's funny. Go back to the beginning of this episode at the end and laugh at that joke. Yeah. It comes full circle, just like the ham parachute comes full circle. <laughs> Okay, what do you think a ham parachute is? It's when you jump out of a plane. Okay. And you try to stop your free fall by stretching your scrotum. scrotum. Oh, <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. That's good. That's good. When you... But no one could actually do that. Maybe Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> Triple X like Inspector, Inspector Gadget. Gadget. <laughs> go, go, break? ham parachute. <laughs> 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 You guys missed Abby's great pantomime. We went, we went stretching bl- her ball sack out to parachute size. <laughs> we went blue real early on this one. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, Abby, I know you're busy typing something, but there's an emoji that my girlfriend and I have been going back and forth on what it means, and I'm curious to know if you know. What does this emoji mean? The one that you have 
Describe it to the listeners. It's a fist. No, no. Not the one that has been sent, but the one that's... The one that's typed typed. out. Yeah. Um, So it is a... Looks like a mime. The little yellow face smiley guy who has red cheeks and the hands are up. Like in the iPhone emoji, the hands are up like facing you, but in this Android emoji, they're kind of like pointing towards each other. So wait, it's not the same on iPhone. It's not the same on iPhone. It looks like he's hugging himself. It kind of looks like he... Or doing the like, oh my. Yes. Maybe like a George Takei, like, oh my. Like he's a southern dandy. (laughs) George Takei. He's a southern dandy gentleman and he has just been flirted with a little too hard. Actually, you know what I think that the Android version of this looks like? It looks like he's playing poker and he just won. So he's like, hee hee. <laughs> he's pulling his chips in toward himself. So you, my question, you don't actually know with certainty what it is. So I used the iPhone version of that emoji and I mean it to say like, like, hands up, like, praise the Lord, even though I'm agnostic. Uh, <laughs> to mean... As you know, no joyous. gnostics were given. No yeah. gnostics were uh, hurt in the filming of this episode. <laughs> um, okay, so my girlfriend and I—it's an a emoji, really. It's an a emoji. Oh truly. Jesus! <laughs> we we go two ways on this because she thinks that sounds kinky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're very uh, open about our emojis. Do you, do you hand parachute? <laughs> she um, Maverick only hand parachutes with his dog. <laughs> That sounds twice a day, probably for ten days. Probably every every twelve hours. (laughs) Um, No, so she thinks that it it's a hug. It's it's one emoji giving you the viewer a hug. The Android version that I see there, I could see hug. Yeah, I could see hug. And and also, I think it's weird that there is no hug emoji, and so like that's gotta be it. But I think it's something else. I think it's this face. Mm, you no. think, you, has, you think Maverick, it's adorable, like, child picture face. Right. Maverick like has his hands um, posed under his chin like a... Like an like uh, Annie. As though like his Annie, hands yeah. were resting on some sort of furry prop that there's no reason well, for it to be there, but you're leaning on it anyway. What are those those photos? Um, they have the signature in the bottom. Is that, like, old mills? Or, like, what's the thing that... Like a headshot? Yeah. All I can think of is Angetti's, and I know that that's not right. It's, like, the old... It has old in the title. It's, like... Uh. <laughs> it's oh. very, so like, So you guys don't think family. it's that? I don't think it's that. It might be a hug. It might be a hug. It looks like that emoji is hugging itself. He doesn't want to hear this because that means his girlfriend is right. (laughs) Oh, well, like I said, I think it's weird that there's not a hug emoji. Well, maybe there is, and it's not weird. And maybe it's that one. I don't know. Should we talk about gargoyles? Um... How long yeah, are you? Yeah, okay. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so we watched three episodes, and we did some skipping around this week, which we don't normally do. So the... 138. 138 is what it is. The first episode... Not to be confused with 135. The origin story is five episodes long. It's a five-parter. I mean, ballsy, right? <laughs> Your pilot is... Fi- you're like, bear with us here. It's gonna totally pay off for you to watch five episodes... That mean, and this is like when it was originally airing as a Saturday morning cartoon. That means it would take five weeks. Look, give us a month and some change, yeah, and, and you'll you'll get the story. Trust me, just five weeks, and you'll want to buy these toys. Okay, <laughs> I mean, 
just bear with us. It's going to be slow. And God, was it slow. Try to get kids to sit still for 22 minutes. Now spread that out over five weeks. No, this is before shows were 22 minutes. These episodes were like 24 and a half minutes. Yeah. Because commercials used to be shorter. Yeah. So we watched the first one, and then we're like, we got to fly through this origin story. So we skipped to number three. And then we watched episode eight because you had... Of this fond recollection of it from your childhood. It was just the only episode I remembered specifically. And it ended up having a great story that we will get to. But let's talk about the pilot. Um, we immediately do go to a flashback of 19... Sorry, not 1994. 994. 80. Yeah. And it's... Exactly 1,000 years before the release of this show. Right. So, what are you, doubting the math? Yes, because that would make it 1944. 1994. Oh, it was what nine, did you say? 994. No, it was 944. I think it was 994. Hand to God, it was 944. Maverick actually wrote it down, so uh, I'm going to go with Oh, I wrote more. it down because Abby said it, not because I saw it in the oh. episode. Uh-huh. But then when Jack said to me the thousand years thing, I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. We're going to say 994. Yeah, just because men are right all the time. <laughs> That's exactly well, because when you're writing a dumb cartoon, you go a thousand years, not I mean, true. a thousand I... and fifty. <laughs> true. You make it a, a little bit more, you know, <laughs> rounded off at the edges. There. <laughs> um, so it's medieval Scotland. Uh, there's some sort of battle happening at a castle. Uh, there's a group of gargoyles at night. They they yeah, rush off their stone outer sunset. covering. At sunset, the right. gargoyles get to to come to life and not take flight but take glide and swoop down and then climb back up and then swoop down again and and help the other people. Trust me, you're going to find this really funny later on. Um, Yeah, so they shake off the the stone and they help one side of the Scotland's people in the battle. Yeah, there's not really a clear delineation as to like either side or what their goals are, just that one is good and one is bad, and the gargoyles are good. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that um, the beginning of the show doesn't really, yeah, doesn't really depict what's right. going on very much, <laughs> um, and that the gargoyles seem to uh, swoop in as an aid. They seem to be helping guard this castle that has been bombarded by these attackers, these unknown, right. seemingly very Nordic attackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they are very blonde and blue-eyed, and uh, yeah. I was taken aback by this. <laughs> that was a good description. Um but then there's some sort of royal court, and they are upset, especially the princess is yes. upset that the gargoyles helped. The captain of the guard is like, you guys are my guys. <laughs> to the gargoyles. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you guys are the shit. You should come hang out at this sweet banquet. We're going to have a banquet for you guys because you kicked so much ass. And He's then the like, gargoyles. What's up, Magargs? Yeah, it's like, like. Magargs, what's your favorite app? Do you like yeah. the jalapeno poppers, or should <laughs> I be getting just plain mozzarella sticks? Do you like the spicy? I don't uh, know. Well, this captain of the guard is, like, the popular guy who made friends with, like, 
the nerdy kids and he's like come to the party it'll be totally cool and then the nerds all show up and all the other popular kids are like oh my god I can't believe you brought the nerds here right he's totally like the peacemaker in the yeah. friends group where he's like everyone will be cool it's fine yeah, so, and then when it shows up when the yeah. gargoyles show up Goliath like, and Rachel Ooh. Lee Cook show up to the banquet <laughs> and Freddie Prince Jr. is like this is cool right but then the other popular kids are like no gross <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And then they dump pig's blood on the, the gargoyles. That was a... Just everything. <laughs> she's all that. Okay. That was... That is Carrie. The pig's blood was, was Carrie, but everything else was she's all that. Okay. Yeah, Carrie yeah. is no. all that. <laughs> and also stands. a gargoyle. Also, uh, Shakespeare? <laughs> well, I read in the, the Wikipedia that there's a lot of episodes of this show that are based on Shakespeare or on, uh, like ancient Scottish myth. I think there's actually a character named Macbeth at some point in the uh, show. Fun fun Shakespeare fact, um, probably the only thing that I retained from high school English class was that William Shakespeare had a son named Hamnet. Yes, you heard that correctly. H-A-M-N-E-T. Hamnet? That's almost ham parachute. I think that maybe Hamnet invented the ha- ham parachute. The possible? ham parachute was invented in this house. <laughs> okay, you're right. Uh, maybe it was appropriated in this house. Uh, so then we, you know, they're real, they're real grateful. This is what he does. Abby, at the beginning of the recording, he goes crazy. But it sounded week. like he was known as Poop Scoot. He so. was. He just does it randomly. Did he actually poop? No, no he, he just, just gets excited. He just right. loves scratching the rug. Just... I love the term Poop Scoot, by the way. <laughs> the other day, he took a dump while I, I was walking him, and then he did his fucking Poop Scoot moonwalk, and he moonwalked directly through his own shit like a complete moron. <laughs> okay, so... um Totally, I mean, just off of that, but off of the regular subject. We have a blind cat, very, very blind, and um, we were reading kind of in forums about what what cat dynamics are between, like, having two cats in the household. And our blind cat is definitely, like, you would not characterize her as the dominant cat, but because she is blind, she does not cover her shit in the litter box, which, like, makes her the dominant cat. So, like, there's this really weird dynamic where our other cat is, like, fighting for dominance because he knows that he kind of, like, deserves it slash could get it, but then this happens. Anyway, uh, cats are weird. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Uh, so the episode ends with, you know, some people are happy the gargoyles helped, some of them aren't. Then we skipped an episode. The ones who aren't happy uh, decide to kill all of the gargoyles while they're in their stone form, which happens every day at dawn. And Were they successful at that? Yeah, that's why there's only like five of them left. In the second episode, you're yeah. saying, of the pilot. Yeah. They okay. des- they destroyed the rookery where all the eggs were. Ah. Oh, they did okay. the old... Okay, that uh, happened in the one we watched or the one we skipped? The one we skipped. Okay. Well, also in the one we skipped, uh, someone puts a curse on them that makes it so that they can't come out of their stone form until the castle rises above the clouds. Which... Jokes on them happens. <laughs> yeah, they thought <laughs> when oh. pigs fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> skip forward to 1994. Either a thousand years later, a thousand fifty years later, you know, <laughs> give or take. Masamenos. Uh, Maybe one guy in the room was like, "We should do it like a thousand years later," and then they were like. 
No, no, that's been done. <laughs> a thousand and fifty. Does that have a name? You know, like one hundred and fifty is sesquicentennial. Did you know that? Yes. Yes. Uh, so what's one thousand and fifty? It's a series of letters and, <laughs> and sounds yeah. that are emitted from the human mouth. <laughs> so. Uh, is Arby on mic right now? Can yes. you hear all of his oh, yeah. crazy growling? Yeah, it's fine. He's annoying. Whatever. It's exactly what we knew would happen. Is he's he was sleeping as if and no then as soon as we turned on, predicted. <laughs> so a thousand years in the future, there's this evil corporate business owner named Draken Xanatos. Draken Xanatos. No, Draken is someone else. No, it's his first name. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's just like the most evilly evil guy, played by Jonathan Frakes. There are, we looked it up, there are like 15 people who are on Star Trek at some point that are in this show. Oh yeah, a lot. It's incredible. Um, so, they just like got the call sheet for Star Trek and they just <laughs> got a hold of everybody like, hey, do you want to be in this show? It's not like Star Trek. Um, well, wait, maybe it is. Did you guys ever have a Gargoyles episode? Yeah. No? Okay, well, it's not that It's not that much like Star Trek, then. Uh, there will be laser guns, maybe. <laughs> Just wait, wait five pilot episodes. Yeah. And if, there might be If you be can make it guns. to episode eight, there might be non-traditional weapons. Laser guns are coming, guys. Yeah. There is time travel. I guess. And there's, uh, there's, no. there's a long period of time that is dormant. There's so sort it essentially. Of, you mean the pilot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the pilot was very long and very dormant. It, it essentially equivocates time travel. <laughs> we yeah. sat there for 22 minutes and nothing happened. And it so. felt. Well, no, it felt like a lot longer had passed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so he, he owns this big skyscraper in New York City and must have some sort of obsession with ancient Scottish lore, and so he recreates the castle top on the top of his skyscraper. Above the clouds. Yes. So now all the gargoyles can come to life again. Um, pretty quickly, they run into a New York City detective named Elisa Maza, Mm -hmm. who is saved by the leader of the gargoyles named Goliath. Played by Keith David, who I know from TNA Wrestling. Yes. I think you said you thought he was Batman once. I think. He, no, no, no. Oh, I was talking about Jeff Bennett. Uh, I think he was actually the Joker, maybe, in one of the weird movies that they made. Or maybe one of the Batman animated versions. You're Keith David? Yeah. Okay. I'm not positive on that. Don't quote me. <clears throat> Too late. Uh, so the thing about him, though. Were we recording all that? <laughs> Is that like is that a phrase that you want on your tombstone? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would like uh, pepperoni and sausage on Jesus my tombstone. Christ. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> hey guys, remember that ad campaign from about the time that Gargoyles was out? <laughs> <laughs> I threw a thing at him because it was so bad. So the thing about Keith David throughout all these episodes is he's there's a character obsessed with eating who's like a big, fat gargoyle who has Broadway. to eat everything. But he's not eating nearly as much as Keith David because of how much he's chewing the scenery in every single scene. Like, he's very stoic and serious. and every, Like, he saves the detective, and she's like, Oh, thank God you can fly. I can't fly. I can glide on the currents of wind. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like that yeah. all the time. He's so well, serious. It's really funny because he can glide... 
But he also has to climb to the top of the building afterwards Mm -hmm. to glide again. Right. I think that, like, one of the things that transcends this time difference, this 1,000 slash 1,050 years, is (laughs) literal interpretation, right? Like, he... Does he say that he can't fly in the first episode? Uh, I think it, no, it's it's no. when he's in Manhattan. But like he's already very literal in the first five oh, pilots. He's a humorless <laughs> dick, is what you're saying. Yes, I'm saying that he is. I asked you when we were watching it if that character was voiced by the actor who voiced Data because it was very. He's so flat. He's so flat. Yeah. He's very. Logistic, but the guy who plays Data is on the show. He is on yeah. the show, but he is not Goliath. <laughs> Pretty so, much everyone is on this show. I mean, if you just look through the cast list, it's like, oh, is actually, there at the very end it? of the credits, if you play mm-hmm. it backwards, it says "Live Long and Prosper." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also, real quick, we talk about theme songs a lot. This show has a theme song with zero lyrics, and it's like ten seconds long. Kind of refreshing. They just get right to the point. Although I would love to hear what the Gargoyles theme song would sound like. <laughs> Gargoyles! Yeah. It's like, they don't fly, they only glide. Gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they're stone well, when I mean, they hide. Gargoyles. Well, we we can... for the moonlight. Gargoyles. Wait, I think, isn't that Neil Diamond? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, compared to a lot of the other, like, anthropomorphic you know, characters that are a team of super fighting guys from the 90s and they were meant to sell toys. Of all the shows we've done of that, this is like one of the least silly ones. Yeah. They, it's pretty serious. It's very plot heavy, yeah. They take themselves seriously almost to a fault. <laughs> five, <coughs> five pilot episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, we're, we're talking about Keith David's lack of humor and that made me want to talk about how immediately there's sexual tension between him and the cop. And you just couldn't stop talking, Abby, about how, like, everything she says is, like, some kind... It's not that the lines she say are actual innuendo. It's that she says them with this tone. Right. Well, she's it's, always tossing her hair over her shoulder and winking when she says something. Well, from, from the get-go, like, we had watched the first two parts of the pilot episode and um, the princess from that was animated and voiced very similarly slash it might be the same actor. Well I think they just recycled like right. I don't know if we're She's supposed, supposed to. reincarnate. Yeah I don't know thing. if they're yeah. pushing a reincarnation angle or if right. they just recycled the character designs and voices from the flashbacks. Well you caught one more though. She wasn't the only one. The albino guy. Yeah, so maybe it was done on purpose. Yeah. The, like, that whole with court. the villain Right, the voice. villain from the, the storming of the castle from the pilot seemed very similar to the new, like, well, we, we skipped to that arms. He's the castle manager now. Episode. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, okay, so she just immediately wants to fuck this gargoyle. Right, right every away. time she's saying these lines. She wants to get on that loincloth. <laughs> she's saying these lines, and... A la um, Chinese fortune cookie, you know, mm-hmm. statement. I've been adding in my vagina as opposed right. to in bed, which is what you do with the Chinese fortune cookie. Right, I but that. I mean, like, it fits too. With, even without it your fits jokes, in her vagina, <laughs> she's she's thirsty either way. Even without your thirsty. jokes, well, she even alludes to them being a couple in one scene. Pretty right. fucking quick too. And, yeah. In the third episode. I think that was in the third episode. Which, it was shortly after they met. Yeah. So they're just straight up 
ready to to DTF. Yeah. I mean, we don't see it, but it's possible that they do have a romantic relationship. Um which that's just would... not explicitly portrayed for, you know, the kids. You know, it's not really ABC family style. There there's probably like some horrific fan art of it. Oh, by horrific do you mean glorious? <laughs> Luckily, this show came out before DeviantArt was a website. Oh my god. So there's no. probably way less than you would think. Fun tangent, real quick. Uh, my, my dad's kind of crazy, and when we were younger, my sister is two years older than me, and um, she's very artistic, much more like right brain than I am and uh, she was on DeviantArt because she had some of her own art that she wanted to like portray and stuff like that mm-hmm. and my dad, this was when like internet blocking started being a thing, he okay. blocked DeviantArt because he's like, there's nude things on DeviantArt. Well, not only that and, like, but people could look at her pictures and be like, hey I think you're doing something real sexy there. <laughs> right? That and like Zanga he like blocked these things that like were my sister's expression of yeah. like her angst, her teen angst, yeah. and it was uh, it was very, very tumultuous. <laughs> Just tell her there to get fights. a leather jacket. <laughs> no, she went by uh, her name is Kate, and she went by K, the letter eight, as one does when <laughs> a teenager. Was she an SK eighter person? Uh, she wanted to be. She wore dog tags <laughs> as a necklace. Edgy. Edgy. So edgy. Hashtag ham parachute. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I want the listeners to go to Urban Dictionary and make sure that my submission went through. Can, I think you can, like, thumbs up it or something okay, like that, so that. it'll go to the top. Please log in with your Facebook account and uh, thumbs up our ham parachute, which sounds like a new Urban Dictionary definition. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up our ham parachute. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't think anything else happened in the third episode that's worth mentioning, right? No, they just they came to Manhattan. Is that how they to, got their uh, nicknames? Yeah, because none of them had names except for Goliath, who was given a nickname by like the the captain of the guard. And so whenever they arrive in Manhattan, they like they all get yeah New York nicknames that are either boroughs or neighborhoods or streets or yeah. something like that. And it's uh, let's see Hudson. Is one of them named nine eleven? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we can stop the podcast right now. <laughs> we it. got it. This we, was, did guys. it. we did it in one. We got yeah. it. <laughs> this was before nine eleven, but one of them is just named Trump Tower. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is named Inside Job. <laughs> My favorite character was Steel Beams. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite but, character But then was... he got melted in the first episode. But, yeah, the, it, he was melted by that bad guy, like, Jet Fuel or yeah. something? I can't remember what his name was. Oh, that was great. <laughs> you don't need to go over their names. People get it. Well, They're only you know, for the birds. You know what would be a really great gargoyle name is Sully. Because yes. he, he glided right down. He did glide. He, did, he didn't fly. Yeah. He just his, glided. Let me emphasize that his engines were dead at this point. He just glided? Is he, that the proper name? And someone was like, Sully, can you fly us out of here? And he's like, I cannot fly. I can, I can only, only glide. glide. The, the air. On the currents of wind. The currents of wind. Until I land in the Hudson River, which is the name of another gargoyle. Oh my god. <laughs> Conspiracy. 
<laughs> okay, that was fucking great. I'm so glad you're here, Abby. Um, <laughs> let's skip to the next episode, because this is the one... The gun violence episode. Yeah, we talked about heavy plots, and like, this... If you've listened to the Brave Star episode, this is very reminiscent of Hudson... The, no, 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 it's not Hudson. Brooklyn. Broad, Broadway. It's Broadway, Broadway for sure. Broadway, the chubby one who is voiced by Patrick Starr. Yeah, and he's he <laughs> loves to eat, and he's very childlike. He mm. goes to a movie theater, mm. and he watches... It sounds like a, someone I know. Yeah. Patrick Starr? Uh, is a, a large large person who likes to eat a lot? Yes. Very childlike? Yes. Yeah, my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Previous flannel cake Shout guest. out! <laughs> Shout out to the man who doesn't want to think that Slapshot 2 exists. <laughs> Peter Evans. <laughs> we made a joke about that the other day. Yeah! They get, there was a, a Slapshot reference on the Goldbergs. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, <clears throat> so, what's his name again? Broadway? Yeah. Bro- Broadway goes to a movie theater and he watches a western. And there's a, like a, a what's it called? A duel? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Is that oh my God. a showdown? Yes. I mean, a duel A duel is the correct term, but the way that you phrased that sounded very like... I couldn't remember the word. <laughs> it's all right. I what know. is that? A Westie? <laughs> they call it a... a uh, Spaghetti shoot something. Up? A shoot em up yeah. Not an Eastern. It was some kind of <laughs> pasta combined with a direction. <laughs> Directional pasta. Was it a North ricotta? <laughs> ricotta is a cheese, you ass. It's in pasta. <laughs> You're an imposter. No, no. Abby's asking for a high five. She's, She's not going to get Because it was a pun on imposter? Yeah, we got it. Thanks. Oh, oh I, I get it. Now that you explained <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, high five? It. No. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, God. My face hurts from laughing this episode. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay. So he, he sees the Western, and there's a duel, and he thinks that guns are really cool after that. Which because welcome to America. Yeah, (laughs) fuck yeah. Yeah, he he was in existence for over a thousand years, and then the first time he sees a gun, he's like, "That's cool! I want to get one of those." (laughs) So he's flying around. Sorry, he's gliding around doing finger guns. And then he, I, did, I missed it. He somehow gets his hands on a real no, gun. He, no, he goes into it. Detective Maz's apartment, and she was going to make him some dinner. Now, pause. Before you get to what happens next, it's important, because Abby and I pointed this out, she's already a couple with Goliath, and she makes like a sex pun at uh, no, she Broadway. she doesn't. She wants to fuck all the She gargoyles. says, I'm going to, I'll make you a couple steaks. Uh, but Not she, in no, that like, tone. If you are watching this episode slash go back to watch this episode, you will see that the animation of this woman while she's cooking the steaks is like one eye open. And like the implication of that is that she's winking and it is very weird. She's hand like, stuffed in pants. Hand, you cannot see her left hand. Wearing nothing but an apron. <laughs> Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Stupid sexy flames. <laughs> Um, but I no, she is seriously winking, and uh, and she delivers the line of like, "Would you like a steak or something yeah, like that?" And yeah. it's uh, it's very Abby and I are right precarious. In your guys's version of this, she's like smoking a cigarette and wearing a, a short silk kimono and winking at everybody. That's not exactly what happened. Uh, I mean, minus the close. attire, the actions are the same. Pretty close. So. Uh, as we were about to say, Broadway's playing with her gun, and he accidentally shoots her. Yeah, like, shoots her for real. She goes down, unconscious, blood on the floor. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't want to be the one to say it, but, like, 
if women didn't have guns, then this wouldn't have happened. You know, women need a man, right, to have a gun to protect. Them. Abby, I'm so glad well, you're here to preach your agenda. But in, in this case, it's the male wielding the gun that that does well, kill. The I woman. never said that men were smart. Hmm. I'm just saying that, like, I mean, he's not a human she, male. She should not have questioned the authority of men by becoming a police officer and owning <laughs> a gun. Well, she even admits that she shouldn't have left her gun out there where Broadway could get to it. I mean, that's true, but he Broadway's is, an imbecile. He is fairly childlike. I think yeah. we can agree. Yeah. So immediately, Goliath finds out that his. His main squeeze. He finds out that she was shot right before sunrise, and, and the guy comes up. He's like, "I have some news." He's like, "Hurry, fast! Sun's coming up." And he's like, "Hey, your friend got shot." And then he's like, <laughs> "Into stone," where he's <laughs> like, "No!" It's very. Uh... I bet they do that dramatic moment in oh, so many episodes. The, the sunrise is such a huge plot device in Gargoyles. Oh, it comes up a lot. Well, it comes up every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Comes up every morning around the same time. <laughs> you can't get a high five for every one of your jokes. I'm gonna try. <laughs> so immediately, Goliath sends this. I, I want to say manhunt. It's a gargoyle hunt. He sends them all out to find. Well, they're hunting men, right? To so it find, is a manhunt. Okay, I guess it's not a. True. It's not a fox hunt. Isn't where foxes are hunting people. <gasps> I would love that. I guess I didn't get that. <laughs> Uh, the, hunt, yeah. the, the deer hunter is about Robert De Niro. Trying, <laughs> no, is it Al, Al Pacino? It's Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. They're the same thing. They are really, but Italian. He's just like in the woods while all these deer are hunting him. <laughs> uh, I would watch that. That would be an awesome movie. I would watch that. So there's a there's a manhunt to find the person who shot Elisa. Is that her name? Yeah, Elisa, Elisa Maza and. Uh, you know, Goliath is dead set on finding the person who shot her. He's like, I'm going to find this person, and when I do, I'm going to kill him good. It's going to be slow and painful. There's going to be limbs ripped off. Oh, we also, um, this probably was learned in uh, maybe like part four or five of the pilot episode. As you can tell, I'm still bitter about that. Uh, but in in this episode, episode eight, we do find out that the tails are prehensile. So yes, yes, that yeah. is an important. Goliath plot point. Uh, wraps a guy up in his tail and like throws him into the wall. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that really turned me on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe I should start going to these conventions. Some girls are just into tails, you know. <laughs> some arms they call dealers. Them tail chasers. <laughs> I can't get enough tail. Um, some arms dealers get beat up uh, wrongfully. And Broadway just feels so terrible that he's like, I'm going to take out everyone who has a gun and sells guns. So he's down there in the streets, like, beating up the bad guys. Yeah. I, and, I mean, it. I don't want to say that I had an existential crisis, but um, <laughs> I had a moment of uh, more philosophical thought than probably was intended to be spurred from an episode like this. These are pretty deep by, episodes. By thinking, they they are going after these people that are essentially bad guys. You know, I'm, I'm right. doing air quotes right now, bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't help but draw the comparison of, like, maybe sex workers, because, like, they are people who work, um, you know, under the law, or, like, you know, they're trying to do this black market type thing, 
And while it might hurt some people or whatnot, they're not necessarily responsible for that. They're just doing their job, right? And they weren't the perpetrators of the crime that they are being sought for, yet they are, suffer the consequence. Are you pro-sex trafficking? Is that what I'm hearing right now? Not sex trafficking. I am pro-sex work. I think that, like, Germany has... You're a, a pro-sex worker? You're a professional I, sex worker? I, I personally... <laughs> Do not perform sex work, but I do not judge. So you're just like a manager. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just a pimp. Um, I do not judge nor think that uh, there should be, you know, um, these laws regarding sex work. Okay, never. uh, Let me rephrase that. I think there should be laws regarding sex work, but I think that we should be more like the German model. Yeah, the German model is essentially like everyone gets tested, and it's essentially like legal marijuana. People are going to do it anyway. Yeah, you've got a great point that had absolutely nothing to do with gargoyles. (laughs) I have no fucking clue where you pull that. Have you ever seen a prostitute? Some See, of them look totally, like gargoyles. Yes. That's totally the opposite of what I'm saying, but I had to make the joke. I had to. You ever go to a strip club at like 3 in the afternoon on a Tuesday? There's some gargoyles in there, okay? Not just on the stages. Um, in the in the bar stools, when you, too. When you go out there, you yell, Brooklyn! Uh, so the end of this episode, Eliza is fine, Broadway confesses, blah, blah, blah. Spoiler! Yeah. Let's just bring well, up... The best part is Goliath is about to kill the guy that he thinks did it. Yes. And then Broadway's like... It, it was me. Uh, I did it. I'm sorry. It was an accident. And the whole time he thinks she's dead. Yeah. Yes. He, he's like all torn up because he thinks mm-hmm. he killed his friend and he's never going to get that steak. Right. Oh, <laughs> steak. And then Goliath. He was like, I made a huge mistake. <laughs> Goliath is like, we have things to talk about. And that's the end of it. Uh, I want to bring up just a couple other quick things. Well, we, we were talking about how we hoped that it had the Brave Star ending where the characters just come out yeah. at the end and go, Don't use yeah. guns. <laughs> guns can be very dangerous. Yeah, I really wanted that ending. Um, Abby, you might pay with your life. Abby, you took some umbrage with uh, the idea of using a skull, a human skull, as a candle holder. Yes, in in one of the episodes. I think it was three. Cause no, we it was went, the pilot, because it was an ancient Scotland. But we went, but we went one... Uh, yeah, I guess you're right, because three goes to me. It was medieval okay. Scotland. Okay, so it was the first episode. They had a, they, a they skull. Pan, they pan across, you know, this... I think it's the dining hall episode, when they're eating and the gargoyles are about to come in. Yeah, and they were like, hey, we need some medieval-y stuff in here. Yeah, and so they're, like, the animators <laughs> are just throwing things in there, and, you know, not to speak ill of animators, because I... I, the know, sets were very sparse in this show. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, well, especially I mean, a pilot episode is going to be like that. Cheap, yeah. Pretty much, no matter what. But anyway, they they pan across and there's a skull with a candle sticking out through the the top fissure of the skull, and I'm like, why would you do that? Like, it seems that you would need to do a lot of work to make that even a thing. Yeah, because there's already holes in a skull. There are right. already holes in a skull. Like. Put it in the, like, you know, the eye One of socket. The holes. Or maybe, maybe someone just put a candle on top of the skull and the wax and it melted, melted it, too. There was yeah, an ungodly amount of wax. There was an odd, ungodly amount of wax, you're right. But that was probably for, like, um, you know, 
that's to set the scene. <laughs> that's because the animator drew it with the candle on top, and then the editor was like, "Not enough wax." Yeah. More. Right. You're right. How is it staying up there? You got to think about these things. <laughs> Add some more wax. <laughs> um, okay, I want to bring up one like, of my. I'll show you. Well, I'm before, put so we, much before wax we leave that topic, uh, one of you, I don't remember who it was, said, "Well, maybe the skull already had the hole yeah. in it because when they were they killed, like a, there was a sword yeah. through the top of the head." And I thought, you know what? I wasn't uh, thinking the Scots, sword. Maybe something else. The a dick, a dick through the top of the head. I don't Hand think parachute. that's that's not plausible at all. <laughs> Maybe wait, a gargoyle dick is made of stone though. Only, only from dawn to dusk. Only from dawn to dusk. <laughs> and they got the the loincloth that's covering it, which also turns to stone. Yeah. Although, maybe a horn. Here, here's a little issue here. Uh, in the first episode, Goliath gets a cut on his hand, which they yes. wrap in a bandage. It bleeds. And when he turns back to stone, the hand is stone, but the rag stays a rag. But not the loincloth. The loincloth is always stone when he turns. That is. That, I think you just found the fingers of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you just say he fingered the episode? <laughs> found the fingers. Um... Okay, I want to bring up one of my favorite funny little things from this. There's a scene where the evil bad guy, Xanatos, is trying to convince the gargoyles to do a job for him. He wants them to steal a technology that Mm -hmm. someone stole from him. And uh, Goliath doesn't understand technologies from a thousand years ago. So uh, Xanatos hands He's like your parents. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. They're from a thousand years ago. Uh, Xanatos hands him a floppy disk. And he's like, what is this? And he's like, just think of it as a magic talisman, except it holds hundreds of spells. <laughs> like a floppy, dis- a floppy disk can't hold hundreds of anything. <laughs> if each spell was like Maybe hundreds of letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it can't even hold the entire game of Oregon Trail. <laughs> hey, don't bring that up. Yeah. My parents got divorced when I was playing Oregon Trail. They told me that they were getting divorced while I was playing Oregon Trail. Isn't did, that a great memory? Did you make it to Oregon uh, that time? Uh, I think I got dysentery. It was like, your parents have divorced and abandoned you. You died. <laughs> you got divorced and Terry. Yeah. Divorce and Terry. <laughs> That's not funny. Why are you giving that a laugh? Because I've had three beer. beers. <laughs> um... Okay, I, so you guys done anything else about the episode? There's something else about gargoyles I want to talk about. The toys. Are we going to talk about oh. gargoyle toys? Because they were awesome. Well, we talked about, uh, on the note of that floppy disk thing, he's standing in front of a, a TV screen or you know a screen that's projecting the image from his... He actually, in one of the, the episodes, he uses a VCR. He uses right, a, he puts in a VHS. A, a VHS and shows a... a you know, an image, and Goliath is like, "Oh my god!" And he, you know, gets up close to the TV and he's touching. It's like it a not. tapestry. It's like a living tapestry. You're right. That's yeah. what he said. And because um, he was unaware of paintings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and the guy says, "Like, oh, you're so naive," or like, "Your naivety, like, you know, yeah. impresses me," or whatever. And it's like you're talking really condescendingly to a guy who could just fucking slit <laughs> yeah. your throat. <laughs> just fucking crush you. <laughs> well, okay. About the toys. You think that which one is the coolest one? They're all pretty awesome. Wh- which one? I think they- that Brooklyn is really cool because he looks like, like a, a pterodactyl. And he's red and he has like well, a big poof of white uh, hair. Yeah. And he's played by Jeff Bennett. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is it not Demona? Like, well, she's, what, a, boobs? she's a bad guy. Who's a bad girl? Sorry. Are we talking bad about... Boy. 
which character that's a hero is the coolest, or just which character is the coolest, well, most badass I mean, character? I, I had to say, all the figures were really cool. I had a Xanatos figure, and he had, like, a, a metal clip-on suit that came in, like, different pieces that you would snap onto him, and they made him look like a giant gargoyle. But you also said that you had a Brooklyn motorcycle figure. Yeah, Did you just think awesome. he's cool because you had the motorcycle toy? Probably. It was great. He like he rides this motorcycle and it's a very long motorcycle and the front has like a scoop thing on it and it has a thing that clips over it that makes it look like a stone gargoyle face. So it's like a cow catcher with a gargoyle on it? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Uh okay. So anyway, about this show. I remember it from when I was a kid. I definitely had some of the toys. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it. But if you had told me that this show has a gigantic cult following, I would have been like, no, it doesn't. Come on. <laughs> right. But everything does. <laughs> we found out from researching this show that it has a gigantic fan base. And there was a convention that ran for 10 years called Go- GoyleCon. 12 years. The Gathering of the Gargoyles. 1,012 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And like, voice actors and writers would come and they would do like radio plays and people would do fan art and there'd be like a masquerade with costume contests and I feel like everything. there's part of the fan art section that's like behind a curtain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Ma'am, oh, you don't yes. want to bring your kids back 18 here. plus. <laughs> there is some serious fan fiction yeah. online, well, I bet. What do you think, like, I mean, we have a very small sampling of what this show was. Uh, obviously, if other people, other listeners, or you guys have watched more of these episodes than you would know, mm-hmm. but what do you think is the crucial element of this that would spur a following like this. Well, when I was reading about it online, it was it was the plot. Everyone was like, the plot is so serious that it dealt with heavy topics is what people liked about it. And we watched one of those episodes, I I mean, it's by nature a dark show. It takes place almost entirely at night. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. I mean, the the main characters are He got me. He got me good. He got me. You and got I am, God. I am the pun master, and I got God by this fucker. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish we were making up that convention thing, but that is like, we went to the website and everything. I'm sad that it's not going on. We should try to, to get it going again. Jumpstart the yeah. Gargoyles convention. For sure. The gathering of the goyles. We should look up uh, cosplay for this. I bet. You Google that. I don't want that on my search history. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be something weird Incognito. that comes up. Incognito. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anything else about gargoyles? We should, about we should start a new convention based on all of our favorite, like, anthropomorphic uh, oh, 90s cartoons. Yeah. It'd be like Cowboys of Mesa, Mighty Ducks, Ninja Turtles. Dude, I would run Street the Cowboys Sharks. of Mesa booth. <laughs> like, I'm just... I feel like we could do this show for years, and I won't find a cartoon that I love more than Cowboys of <laughs> Mesa. I just love it so much. If you haven't heard that episode... Has there I don't been know what ep- it's called. I don't think there's been an episode since the Cowboys of Moo Mesa that we haven't brought up the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. <laughs> Do you remember what that one's called? We don't, almost don't have made a it. COW, man. We almost made it, though. Like, you only brought it up just now. We almost made it through the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, but it's just really great. You gotta go listen to that episode and watch the cartoon before. Like, it's just fucking great. Or at least just watch the, uh, the intro. We talk a lot about the theme song and that. Oh, the, we talk, we, the theme song for this. We didn't talk about that. Yes, we did. About how it's short we had like and a, has no a couple words. minute discussion about it. 
<laughs> on recording or in the Do other you want room? me to play the tape? Yeah. Roll it back. <laughs> this device holds hundreds of words. <laughs> I record all the podcasts under one floppy disk. Yes. <laughs> no, it's only, like it's a like, talisman. It's like 2.5 podcasts per floppy disk. Uh, okay, we ate caramel popcorn crunch today. Jack is stripping. He's very One, hot. thank you for saying caramel. I worked at Starbucks for like a year. More than that, honestly. But people, especially in our location, we are in central Indiana and there's a thing called Caramel Indiana. And people say caramel it's all the time. It's very sticky. It's very, like, you can't even move. Uh, <laughs> On a hot day, forget about it. Don't even forget go outside. Forget about it. Um, but if you yes. put it on chocolate. But, I mean, thank you for saying caramel. Because every time someone would say an order to me that included the word caramel slash caramel, I would repeat it back to them saying caramel, which is probably very condescending, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, you did get excited at one point because one of the characters like did something with the word data correctly. <gasps> oh, I was so happy. Um, it was. It must have been either the. Th- it was data R being. It was the third episode because he. It was when Xanatos. Um, yeah, Xanatos was showing him. You know the tapestry. The, the, the living tapestry, and he said um, something about these data R being. Process and you got elsewhere. a huge lady and boner. I, I got such a clit hit from this. <laughs> you were like sploosh. I was like sploosh. Like I fell off the couch because of how wet it got. You, you were <laughs> totally into a villain because he used proper grammar. Because he addressed the fact that data are a numerous. Listen, villains of the world. <laughs> if you want happy. To have a rainforest cafe table for one situation, <laughs> then make sure that you conjugate that data are not data is because data are. <laughs> um, you, you said you had two things about caramel popcorn crunch, and that was only the first one. What's the second one? Is that I've had three beers and I don't remember what. The okay, one is. you didn't like it. It was the worst Captain Crunch that I've ever had. I didn't say anything while you guys were all having... Because we had more people over eating cereal. Yes. You guys were all shitting on this cereal. I thought it was pretty fucking great. Okay, the cereal looks like I dog saw food. you eating it. I, I thought you thought it was good. It was it, really good. It looks like dog food. It tastes a little bit like burnt popcorn with a lot of sugar on it. I don't think it's burnt. I don't I'm know where s- you're getting burnt. I'm I mean, it's what just, I think it tastes like. It does taste like popcorn. Um, I think it tastes like a puffed wheat cereal, which is what it is, <laughs> with some caramel in it. Okay. Much like Reese's Puffs is just puffed wheat cereal with peanut butter flavoring in it. And you guys are shitting on the fact that it's a popcorn themed cereal. Like every fucking cereal in the world has high fructose corn syrup in it. So like Well, I don't think the fact that um the the taste of popcorn does not come from high fructose corn syrup. It comes from butter. Like people often associate the taste of popcorn with butter. So there's buttered popcorn uh, jelly bellies are just butter flavored jelly bellies. Right. There's no there's no such thing as a They're popcorn. Delicious. Like if you were to eat popcorn completely plain, you would think that you're just it eating It tastes like cardboard. Styrofoam. Yeah, it would not taste like anything. So what you sense as popcorn is actually just butter or I some never replacement. said I never said that I thought this cereal tasted like popcorn. I never once said that. You don't think it tastes like popcorn? No, I said it tastes like puffed wheat cereal 
with but caramel you don't, in it. You don't smell or taste popcorn at all. It does smell like popcorn. Okay, so I you either <laughs> like when you're eating it, you either smell or taste or both um, this popcorn flavor. And Jack is saying that it smells or tastes burnt, but I don't see the burnt. It just has that popcorn. Can I just in say, either. not that good. I will admit that it's a it's a very it. weird idea. Whoever was like, yeah, that's what we should be making Captain Crunch into. Like, why? Well, I think I'll try whatever as, as many as they make. I'll try them. I want to look okay. at the box. You guys talk. I'm gonna go on a sordid millennial rant real quick. Just Sorry. real. How quick is this? Real quick. Penelope? Real quick. Um, <laughs> we don't have a lot of room left on the sloppy disk. <laughs> You're right. The sloppy <laughs> disk. Shit! I gotta hurry. Um, I, I love cereal as much as the next person. I really do. Especially the next person who's 25 years of age. Because our generation eats more cereal than the generation before. And, like, all of that, you know, XYZ mm-hmm. beyond that. Um, at least at our age. We not only ate more when we were younger, but we have held on to this let's eat cereal. Well, we have in this house. <laughs> we have in this house. Yeah. Um, and A, I think it's because it's easy, you know. It's, yes. Uh, B, it is a bowl and spoon, which is really easy to... Minimal dishes. Minimal dishes, yes. And C, I would say it's comfort food to a lot of us because we have that cartoon and cereal kind of idea. And it is cheap. And D. I gotta say, <laughs> I, I checked out because I was reading the back of this box. Did you just give like the thesis statement of this podcast while I was not listening? Uh, <laughs> I tried real hard. <laughs> yeah. No, what? but the, let me continue. Let me finish the millennial rant real quick. Um, I think that a lot of people dog on millennials for like clinging to the things that they liked when they were younger, but I think that it actually like maybe takes more heart to not give up what you believed in when you were younger. Because despite the face of adversity, the face of reality that we have seen by aging, we still get to have this, you know, niche area where... You should have been here for the failure episode. (laughs) Maybe we wouldn't have cried afterwards. (laughs) Aww. This niche area where we get to... You know, control things. Well, I that makes me think. I I I, I changed mm-hmm. jobs this week, and at my last job, I had a lot of coworkers because I was working there when Pokemon Go came out. I had a lot of co- coworkers who would shit all over me constantly because I not only play the game but I love Pokemon. It's like one of my favorite nerderies, and uh, people are like. Like, okay, it came out when you were seven. I get it that you liked it then. And I'm like, I don't fucking get why people don't like it now. Like, it's fun and awesome. Like, what's mm-hmm. not to love about Pokemon? I just don't mm-hmm. get why I would give up that part of my life. Right. And then, like, just talking about... Well, you're supposed to outgrow fun. I think that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> just talking about, like, childlike stuff. Sometimes people give us crap because we tell poop stories on this podcast. I don't ever want to get to a point crap. in my life where I don't <laughs> think that farts are funny. <laughs> Like, I just can't imagine myself not laughing at a fart. If that ever happens, I will kill you. Please! That's what I want to happen. My last will and testament. I I will be the chief to your McMurphy, and I will smother you with that pillow. (laughs) What rats of one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Oh, got it, got it, okay. No, I I completely agree with what you're saying. I think that um, perhaps the people who don't understand or don't accept that, uh, that... this generation that's coming of age or, you know, is starting to be one of the most dominant generations of the era, 
uh, has this control, they they are picking at every little thing to say you don't have control, right. or this is stupid, or you know why can't you be more like me? Which essentially is the human condition, right? Why can't you be more like me? Is what we see in a lot That's of issues racism is across <laughs> our entire world. Um, but kind of, I think that um, overcoming that with maybe even like minor stupid shit like cosplay for gargoyles so yeah. cereal, is important. Cartoons and cereal are going to save the world is what you're saying. I'm saying absolutely yes. <laughs> I'm people- running on this campaign for 2016. Okay. Abby Robinson, please elect me. <laughs> the people who are in control that don't want me to get that control are trying to stop me with college debt and I distract <laughs> myself from college debt yeah. with Pokemon. You don't right, understand and- you're supposed to to, to leave all that behind, and your new fun is Sudoku and CBS sitcoms. <laughs> oh, God, if CBS sitcoms. <laughs> the and, the and procedurals. <laughs> and procedurals. Oh, my God. And I don't think, I mean... That's why there's so many NCIS. This, this needs to be stated that I do not think it's intentional, really, at all. Like, I, I fear that even, you know, our generation may face that 20 years in the future upon... Our spawn coming of age and having some some newfangled thing. Our kids, think we're going to do that to them. Oh, every generation does that to its own children. I think it's more likely that our kids will be like, "Dad, why the fuck do you still play Pokemon? <laughs> Wasn't that a thing when you were like seven? <laughs> you gonna go dance the Charleston? Like, <laughs> wow, your kid's got some good ribs. Yeah, I know. Kid he's, knows history. He's, he's a little shit, but he's pretty funny. He's like, got some you? zingers. Yeah. Yeah. He's his father's son. (laughs) Do you know when you have to be born to be a millennial? Is there an exact year? We talked about this before. We're not millennials. Or at least I'm not. I don't think I am. How old are you? He's a lot That's not important. (laughs) You tell us when you have to be a millennial, and we'll tell you if we're millennials. I think that um, millennials means that you came of age at the turn of the century, which means that you were... Coming of age, I think, is typically noted as, like, a teenager. So, you were turning 13, or you were... What if I was younger younger than that? Younger than that. Then that makes me a millennial. I was also younger than that. There isn't necessarily... A, a common phrase for that. I we're was, between. We're between. I was. I was ten when. I was eleven in two thousand. Yeah. So there, it's kind of that in between phase. So I think we still count as millennials, but. Um, yeah, and Jack was entering early adulthood. So. So he's a Gen X. No, Are I'm you a, a Gen I'm X? I'm a millennial, apparently, by your he's, definition. Yeah, he's probably between Gen X and millennial. You would have been fifteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, I almost said fourteen. Sorry, I went on the high end. Um, anything else about that? I, I got to bring up this thing on the back of the box. Here. Oh, yeah. bring uh, I know you guys aren't going to like this because you don't like caramel popcorn crunch, but the <laughs> box recommends putting it on your favorite dessert treat, and there's this very fun-looking Sunday thing. It's a parfait. It's a parfait, yeah, right. All right, yeah. We just talked know. about parfaits. I don't know what earlier, the fuck parfait is. Earlier today, we had a conversation about parfaits. I just, I know it's that thing that Donkey says in Shrek, and other than that, I don't know parfait from shit, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, that is um, that is actually another marketing. It's design. like a dessert casserole. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a marketing like, design. It's it's to for people for millennials who don't want to eat it for breakfast, who like feel bad for eating this sugary crazy shit for breakfast. They're like, oh, I can put it on yogurt and it'll be healthy. <laughs> yeah, well, like, all yeah. it would add to that yogurt parfait there is crunchy sugar. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, marketing is 100% bullshit. 
I gotta and say. And if you haven't seen, is it the Lewis Black bit? Who's like, if you're in marketing, like, kill yourself. Yeah. He's like, if you're in marketing or advertising, please kill yourself. <laughs> because you make these stereotypes just aggrandized and, like, all this insanity. We were talking earlier today about something that I had learned off of a podcast. And it was a guy who... He, he proposed the theory that, like, the reason that the show The Big Bang Theory... This is great. ...and Two and a Half Men stay on forever is that their audience is essentially the lowest common denominator. It's the people who buy into advertising, and advertising is what keeps TV shows on the air. So <laughs> if you have a really smart show with a strong following that has ratings equal to or close to a two-and-a-half-men type thing... I forgot what example of a show we were using. Arrested Development. Yeah. Because they, it got canceled. Or like Cosmos would be yeah. a good example. It well, got canceled, yeah. but there was a huge appeal. Like, everyone was like, bring well, back Arrested all Development. Of those, all of those rotate around exclusivity. So CBS does not sell its sitcoms or any of its shows to Netflix or Hulu. You mm-hmm. cannot watch CBS shows on either of those And why platforms. would you What about How I Met Your Mother? Uh, so we, it, well, That was on Netflix, right? How, How, How I, I Met Your Mother has always been on Netflix. Maybe it's like a certain era. Maybe there's a cutoff okay, date. Okay, but you okay. cannot watch Big Bang Theory or Two and a Half Men on Netflix or Hulu. Right. They are off limits. You have to watch them on CBS.com, which incorporates the advertising. Right. So it is this very much like, even though... Well, um, it's because if you're trying to sell advertising, companies that are advertising know that very intelligent audiences aren't buying into their ads, so they're selling ads to people who are like, hey, dummy, want to cram another fucking McChicken in your face? Like, we put a hamburger <laughs> well, on a chicken or, sandwich. I love that commercial, <laughs> yeah, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> or that you have no option. Yeah. Like, CBS, if you want to watch, if for some reason, like, my mom really likes Big Bang Theory, you know? My mom really likes too. Big Bang Theory, and too. And no hate and toward my mom. Men. My mom doesn't like Big Bang uh, Two and a half. She's not going to hear this blast. She's not going to know what iTunes is. But, <laughs> no, I love you, Mom. I'm kidding. <laughs> She's not going to hear it. Fuck you, Abby's mom. <laughs> hey, Abby's mom has got it going on. I bet she does, and, and I don't she care. She does. Um, She's not going to hear this. So <laughs> no one will hear this. No, I, I, I want to hear what you have to say, because like, I, I am kind of dr- towing the line here, because my mom loves these shows, too. Right. And, and I think, uh, and it's not like you think your mom's a dummy who needs to shove a McChicken in her face, right? <laughs> but right. she is watching the same shows as those people. Yeah. And I think it ultimately, and this is probably, you know, the anthropology in me coming out. But like, I think ultimately it comes down to control. Does that mean you're without anthropology? Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. I am past the point of anthropology. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, anthro means human. Okay. And apology. Anthropos means I'm sorry. Logos means <laughs> shut up. Logos means logic, so it means, it's the human logic. It means humans are real sorry. <laughs> it means humans are. Real they dumb. will be, believe me. It means real dumb. We watch Big Bang Theory. No, stop distracting you. I really want to hear yeah, what you have to say about this. So the whole universe was in this hot, dense state, right? And <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Jack. <laughs> Wait, the whole universe was in this hot, dense state. And then a hundred... Fourteen million years Fourteen ago. million years ago, the expansion started. Wait. The Earth began to cool. The autotrophs began, began to, to drool. Neanderthals... No, no autotrophs What the fuck grow. are you guys talking about? To grow. Neanderthals began to drool. They built the walls. They built the walls. They built the pyramids. <laughs> Math, science, history... 
Uh, it started with a mystery. It started with a mystery. It all started with a bing. Unraveling the mystery. Unraveling that, oh, man. That's the theme song for the bang. To what? The, the Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. I didn't even know that show has a theme song. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's Bare Naked Ladies, which is oh. the only saving grace. <sighs> Do you not like Bare Naked Ladies? Maverick I only you. likes ladies fully clothed because <laughs> he's very respectful. Maverick needs to commit seppuku right now. <laughs> right now. Too far. Too far. <laughs> okay. So I think that um, CBS kind of has it going in the sense they Just wait are, one week. She'll get over it. <laughs> they are the most watched network if you take Nielsen ratings into account. Well, it's, which, because it is a network, for one. that Right. And Nielsen ratings are shit because millennials, yeah, 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 I'm yeah, using yeah. air quotes, millennials um, yes. don't watch in the traditional sense TV. Right, right. Um, so this I think house that, does not have cable. I think that... Um, Two and a Half Men and Big Bang Theory hit home with a lot of people because they are kept between that millennial and Gen X generations by only being available on TV when it airs and online. Well, as Jack was saying... As the CBS.com. Right. Well, as Jack was saying, you know, those shows cater to people who might be uh, more willing to buy into advertising. At the same well, time, shows like Arrested Development are watched by people who are watching shows without commercials. Save our Bluths. What? Save our Bluths. I know no, that's an uh, Arrested Development reference. The, that's all yeah, I know. yeah. In the third season of Arrested Development, when they know that they're going down, they have this whole campaign, which is SaveOurBluths.org or .com. Yeah. And you can go there. Like, at the time, what was this, 2006? It's, that sounds right. It's been a while. Yeah, you could go to that um, web address and donate money because they were not making enough money to survive in the Nielsen ratings. And this was before the hit of, like, Netflix and Hulu. So they didn't have that balance where they could have hit their stride. Well, Netflix gives you so much a, like a better idea of how many people are actually watching. Absolutely. Mm, no. It, Netflix is very guarded about that information and they don't give it to even well, the showrunners. But they know they they choose specifically who they're going to air based on that. Netflix knows. I'm just yeah. saying and, like... Well, and you can see how many people have rated a show and what rating they've given it to. That's true. And the Nielsen ratings don't show that. It just shows your television was on and tuned into this station right. at this time. Whether you fucking fell asleep or not, I don't yeah. I fucking know. <laughs> well, see, the problem with that system is that whenever your show is produced based on who you can advertise to and who you can basically trick into buying your products and services, then that means the content that you're making is for those people... And when that's the content available, you're generating more of those people. Right. Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. You're making more McChicken dummies. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> you know, after, like, a season finale of Big Bang Theory, Mr. and Mrs. Dum Dum might want to get a little intimate, you know, and then... <laughs> Make Dum Dum babies. You, you but, know that... You know how Big Bang Theory makes me all randy. I want to make a Big Bang. It all started with the Big Bang. <laughs> but then there's an off season, and by the time season ten or whatever comes out, there's a new Dum Dum on the earth. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I think Ooh. specifically, there are probably Dum Dums sitting in front of the TV right now who were conceived by Dum Dums after watching the Big Bang. Theory. Oh, absolutely. And I think. Or Two and a Half Men. We're shitting on Big Bang Theory a lot. Two and a Half Men deserves some nuts. Oh, Oh, God, yeah. I think we're not even giving Two and a Half Men the time of day because we know that it's so shitty. Lowest form of culture. (laughs) Lowest common denominator. And 
I th- like I have seen I've been at my mom's house when my mom is watching yeah. it and like That's she's how not I know the song. she's not watching it um like blessings to my mom she reads a ton so she'll like have the TV on and she'll just be reading while this stupid shit is on because it's something that you know is it's keeping noise. her awake or yes yeah, or putting her to sleep my mom or falls asleep, asleep in front of the TV with that stuff well, too well yeah that too is but. the big bang theory the Whopperito of television. Yeah. I think well, yes. I I no. think no. I meant two and a half men. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I was going to go with Big Bang Theory because Big Bang Theory is the Whopperito of television series in the sense that it gives it's all people, the worst parts of two things put together. It gives people the sense that they are a scientist without being a scientist. Well, it also makes people who are smarter than them look really stupid. Yes. Um, something really interesting that I heard recently is apparently. And, I mean, let me let me take a back. Even smart people can find that show funny. There, I've watched that show, and there are funny jokes in that. But, at but they're the same interchangeable. Time, they are, yes. Uh, the thing that I've always been bothered by is it makes nerds look really dumb. Like, if you like comic books, you don't know how to talk to girls, and you're an idiot. <laughs> right. And, or you have Asperger's because you like comics or Star Trek. Or something. Yeah. Right. Um, and... The best description I've heard of it was recently someone described it as nerd minstrel. Why is mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Because you have actors performing as geeks doing this really insulting rendition of what it is to be the geek. It's like nerd blackface. Right. What does minstrel mean? Blackface. Oh, okay. Or, yeah. Okay. I have a big thing. Offensive. It's like, it's, it's an over-exaggerated <laughs> yeah. imitation. An offensive right. portrayal. I can't say that I've ever watched the show for a, a continuous 60 seconds, so I kind of know what you guys are talking about. Well, uh, John Ross Bowie's in it, so... I do like John Ross Bowie a lot. Yeah, he's And he has a lisp, great. which is um, adorable. Uh, I have a Big Bang Theory triumph story. Okay. <laughs> I told you before this episode that I have two older brothers, and mm-hmm. they're both like super smart trivia nerds like they know all the pop culture references ever and so at family gatherings they win every game all the time like you can't beat them mm-hmm. and my mom somehow tricked them into playing the big bang theory uh board game <laughs> because with. she knew she could beat them she slaughtered them <laughs> yes. she's she's like retired from family board games now because she destroyed... you gotta retire on a good note yeah, yeah. <laughs> she destroyed my brothers in the big bang when she theory won did game. she go Bazinga. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit, I knew it was going to be good, but damn. Um, and then she just flips the board and walks out of the room. God, I, um, I don't even up. know what your mother looks like, but I'm having a, a scenario playing in my head. Okay, I know, I know we've been talking about this show a lot. But I have one more Big Bang Theory thing that I got to no, talk about. No, I think about. it's I think it is a philosophical heavy hitter. Like I think that especially in our generation, like there are people who like fucking love it to all shit and people who fucking hate it to all shit and everywhere in between. And I think it is a perfect representation of um, kind of this millennial culture where people feel a little bit nerdy for liking the things that they want to like, yeah. but also being successful in the things that they like. It's a cultural beacon, and yeah. it sometimes makes me worry that the movie Idiocracy is be- going to become true. I mean, duh. The movie Idiocracy <laughs> was starting to come true when At the movie the Idiocracy yes. was made. Yes. That's why they made that yes. movie. Yeah. So, 
what I'm saying is continue. We do not yeah. uh, and like hold I said, any I've never watched it, but I, I have been in a lot of scenarios where I'm at the gym or at a doctor's office or something, and it's on, but, like, it's mm-hmm. muted, and I can just see it. And, like, the thing that I always notice when I watch that show is all the women on the show have huge fucking tits. Yes. And it just always makes me be like, was this casting, or was this, like, they got money from being on a show and this happened later, or, mm-hmm. like, like, how... Stupid! They think I so, am that I'm just like boobies. One of one <laughs> well, of the f- if you were their audience, that's exactly how stupid they think you are. They, that's why they're trying to they sell it. Got to it. You. They got it right. They got it in one. Well, in two. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. One pair. One pair. They got it. In but one like pair. all of the girls in that well, show. Am I wrong? Uh, so um, shit. I don't even remember they're, her name because I don't ladies. watch it often enough. But the woman who was in Blossom. She's All I know is Kaylee Kuko. Myambiolic, yeah. Myambiolic um, is actually a neuroscientist. And yeah, she's super she, fucking smart. She came back to acting for this role because she found it so fun and like well, and you know, kind of representative. Well, she probably wanted to be able to portray women in science yeah. because she is a woman in yeah. science. And is she the, the whole, dark-haired one? Or? Yes. yes. Okay, okay. And like her whole dynamic is that she's Do you dating... not know what Blossom is? Uh, it's a show from the 90s. Big Hats. Joey Lawrence was in it. He said, oh, well, got uh, it. I got it. I got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah. Um, her whole dynamic in the Big Bang Theory is that she is kind of the smart dom, I guess. I don't want to use the term dom, but she really is a dom because, like, she and Sheldon are dating, and Sheldon thinks that he's in control of everything in his life, right? But, okay. But Mian Bialik, whatever, she starts to kind of find these ways to get him to do what she wants, right? And that's an undertone. Like, that's not the overt um, happening of the episode. You just kind of, like, tell that she's very smart, and she adapts to his kind of steady... He has yeah. a very steady, like, he has to do these things, a, a, you know. Yeah. And a routine. And she she alters it to get it to be the way that she wants it to be. And I think that part of the plot is very interesting. And the fact that she um, she's very sexual. Like, in the, in the show, she's very sexual. And, like, you can tell because... Sheldon's not giving it up to her and she's like always trying to have sex with Sheldon and can't get it because he's very like data like if we're yes, getting back yes. to data in this he, episode they, they I don't think they ever actually say it but he's sort of portrayed as someone with like Asperger's yeah oh absolutely Asperger's or I mean he could even we don't we don't talk about this in like popular culture but asexual is yeah. definitely a thing and yeah, yeah, yeah. I've become more aware of it because of friends who say like I just really don't find anybody attractive. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's like, that's asexual. And, yeah. you know, I mean, at first it seems like he might be that, but then with this relationship with Amy is her name on the show, um, it becomes more, more sexual, at least more hinted at that. How much so. have you watched this show? My mom watches it so much. I've watched a fair amount. I want to give a disclaimer. I know we kind of already said this, but I just really want to hit it home. As many bad things we're saying about the Big Bang Theory, we could say way worse about Two and a Half Men. It is yeah. the Absolutely. lowest point yeah. in American just, history. That's, that's why we're talking about Big Bang Theory is because there are redeemable parts about yeah, yeah, the Big exactly. Bang Theory. If, is Two and a Half Men still on the air? Yes. Uh, maybe. Okay, if Two and a Half Men were still on the air, it's where I would assume that Donald Trump would spend most of his commercial budget. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. I could see that. If it's not on the air, it will be until we all have adult children. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be in syndication for a Wait, long, long time. aren't millennials adult children? Oh Yay. my god. <laughs> um, so that was, like, a great way to bring that around, and, like... That was a long discussion that had nothing fucking, to do with this episode. Fucking tangent. So but I point, loved it, and the, I'm leaving it all the in. The point is gargoyles. <laughs> no, Let's I'm... bring it back. Gargoyles. I'm the so point glad. Is, lock up your guns. <laughs> exactly. Or else a gargoyle will shoot you in your house. <laughs> I'm so glad that we didn't wrap it up and we got all that, because that was great. I really liked that. Is there anything else about low pop culture or millennials or gargoyles or caramel popcorn crunch that you guys want to say. I can't wait to go to another toy store and look for gargoyles. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, if they have Wild West of Moo Mesa. That's Who would I... win in a fight? The action figures from the Cowboys of Mo- the Wild West C.O.W. Boys of Moo Mesa or gargoyles? Well, one of them has guns. Are they but- both... Are they both made of high-density polyethylene? <laughs> yes, I think so. But a lot of the Gargoyles toys actually have, like, chomping action or, like, shooting... I guess we'll just have to have this battle, Jack. Okay, oh, shit. YouTube! <laughs> yeah. Um, we need Vin Diesel to come on and moderate. Yes. So, hey, uh, shark! Abby, do you want to uh, plug, like, a, I, this isn't, I want to clarify, you're not a guest on this episode, because someday we're going to have you as a real guest, and you'll get to pick the show. And We were just hanging out. We're yeah, it'll be great. Out. Is we there, were... like, a Twitter or something that you want to plug? Um, the, the tweets. I got the tweets. Is there anything that you, if you don't want to, um, you want to tell people what you're doing in the next couple of months? I know you'll be going to the polls to vote for Trump and Pence, of course. Obviously. Yeah. You know I have been a staunch supporter of, of Mike Pence. Yeah. And I can't wait for the world to see what a great Christian, conservative, and Republican he is. Also, that's how he defines himself in the order. I, you know what I think is unfair is that, like, as a woman, you've had your rights taken away, and I'm just sitting over here like, when am I going to have my rights taken away, Mike Pence? Like, do I have to wait all day? Do I have to spell well, it out Because for you're you? essentially the same as Mike he, Pence. He, he to made, him. He made the mistake of stopping short one right. He could have stopped you from being able to vote, and then he would be unstoppable. <gasps> oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> He's, I hope he doesn't listen to this show. He'll be like, but my God. How did I fail so miserably? <laughs> Um, so nothing you want to plug? No. Okay. Uh, our email is flannelcakespodcast at gmail.com, and our Twitter is flannel underscore cakes. Abby or Jack, is there something about our great discussion we had that you'd like to see in an email this week? Who's your favorite gargoyle? <laughs> Charlie Sheen or Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even talk about two and a half minutes hardly at all. I love it. I love it. That was great. Um, uh, I would say um, what is your thought about uh, the way that pop culture TV shows represent our age group. That's about it. Abby, we already had a great joke to end on, and then we gotta well, end on a joke. Well, then just edit it so that mine's before his. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. If you were a gargoyle, what <laughs> borough, town, street, or bridge would you be named after? BQE. Yeah. Yeah. I am BQE. <laughs> What is that? Brooklyn Queens Expressway. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm right. Route 66. <laughs> More like 69! <laughs> I'm the longest of all gargoyles. All right, goodbye. Bye.